What is up, everybody? It's time once again for another fun and exciting edition of Issues with Wrestling. Jared, this week, well, this past week, we had the most blessed of Hallmark holidays, Valentine's Day. So I guess we decided, you and I, we would do our favorite wrestling couples and or relationship storylines. So, Jared, this is your idea. Why are you cursing us with this? You know, I decided to curse everyone with this just for the single people because you want to make sure you feel loved inside these loved storylines on WWE, AEW, wherever it is. Yeah, you may be single, get your own little flowers, your own chocolate, but hey, you can join a love affair on TV, but just at home by yourself. But, you know. So, I mean, how much of relationship storylines and these this couple drama ties into the uh trope that wrestling is a male driven soap opera heavily <laughs> heavily <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. it's it's just hard to explain very hard to explain but it's clear as day when you see it but i have seen a heavy decrease in these storyline relationships on tv have you yeah uh specifically on the wwe side of things okay so speaking of that with wwe let's let's talk about first i think probably the most famous wrestling relationship of all time the one everyone talks about the macho man and elizabeth yeah so, I mean, do you think that is the benchmark for wrestling relationships is Macho and Liz? No? No. And here, I, I agree, and I'll tell you why. I like them both individually, together. They were toxic. Um, I think that this, Macho and Liz are an example. Like, people that want to use Harley Quinn and the Joker as, like, a good love story will point out Macho and Liz. I'm like, you're not getting what love is. <laughs> this was a very possessive relationship from, from Randy's perspective. You know, you know, Liz didn't have a whole lot of freedoms. And and Liz did a lot of stuff, too, that was questionable. But I, I don't understand why this is held up there as the the paragon of wrestling relationships. is like what everyone aspires to be. You know, I want that, that Macho Liz love is not something people should aspire for, right? Absolutely not. If they actually dug deep into their relationship, compared the on-screen to off-screen, you would see a terrifying story from both sides of things. Something that would probably give you nightmares for any love holiday. They don't make a dark side of the ring about your relationship if it's healthy. Okay. <laughs> that is true. But, but, I mean, do you think a lot of it is tied up in who the audience was at that time. Cause this is a very young person centric WWF at the time, you know, kids growing up with all these images of Randy and Liz, right? That is true. And Byron said he did a lot of hiding her too, to protect staying married. Okay. But, but when, when you're physically locking your wife into the, you know, locker room to keep away from other people when you're basically tracking her every movement that that's not healthy. Uh, it's kind of more of a possessive uh, trying to keep her 
100% to yourself and out of the eye, which if you did that nowadays, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't see it quite a few years outside. The funny thing to me is that they were married for the whole time they were on camera together, but they didn't officially get married until SummerSlam 92 on camera anyway, which was in real life, a renewal of their vows, vows, but for storyline purposes was them getting married. And it's like, why this is his girlfriend for all these years we were led to believe. But I digress. It, it was the 80s and early 90s. We allowed a bit more of the of the uh, wool to pulled over our eyes. So Macho and Liz, yeah, not not in reality a great example of a relationship, but it made for good storylines. I think the yeah. mega power storyline was great. Uh, if, if I was running it at that time, just hearing about their relationship, I would have probably kept any relationship off TV, mainly because how all of that came out to the public, along with, you would really think, well, I'm going to ask you this. Do you mm-hmm. think them having their relationship on live television in front of thousands of people played a part into ruining them behind the scenes. Yes, I think it did. I think because people expected certain things from them and they didn't get them. So that is true. I'm pretty sure people wanted another edge and lead a scene, but hey, it's never gonna happen. It didn't happen then, unfortunately, for them too, but yeah. I don't think they should be the pillar of the top couple that everyone liked whatsoever. But you agree that they are? That we talk about I do wrestling. not. Nope. No. Well, right, we'll, we'll talk about yours next. Who is your top wrestling couple of all time? So let me ask you this. Do they have to be like a real life couple or just storyline person? Wrestling is storylines, my man. So go ahead. Real you know, or real fiction. It's hard to say. It's between two people. Go ahead. Either May Young and Mark Henry... <laughs> That's the or Edge and Lita. No, Edge and Vicky. There we go. Those are my top two right there. Okay, so we're, we'll talk about Mark Henry and Mae Young later because that was a storyline. It was weird, but Edge and Vicky, yeah, talk about that. That was a big one. Uh, I remember, like, the kind of heat that they pipe in for Dom Mysterio now with those <laughs> fake boos every week on WWE television. Vicky had in reality, Vicky had major heat. And like, I remember going to a show, it was a SmackDown in St. Louis, and she couldn't speak. She was being booed so loudly. And uh, Edge coming off, we'll talk about it a little later, the love triangle storyline between him, Matt Hardy, and Lita that, you know, mirrored reality. It was, it was just, it was lightning in a bottle because, you know, Vicky did not work well, honestly, with other people. Her and Dolph, even though it led Dolph to his first world title, we're not great together. Her and someone I'm sure people have talked about in a while, Eric Escobar, not Santos Escobar, Eric Escobar. They, they, a couple weeks and they were done. But for some reason, Edge and Vicky worked for a long time because it was a slimy heel edge, essentially manipulating this poor widow woman <laughs> into loving him. And, uh, you know, there's just 
so much, there's so much layers of that storyline. And I think one thing that really I thought almost crossed the line is when uh, Undertaker was feuding with Edge, one of the many times they feuded. Uh, Taker was in the ring cutting a promo. Now, mind you, Vicky is, of course, Eddie Guerrero's widow. Uh, and he's in the ring cutting his promo. He's like, and I will send you to the nether realm with your cursed husband. I'm like, I, I gasped. I'm like, you talk about Eddie like that? And then he says, Edge. I'm like, oh, okay, fake husband. Now <laughs> I don't care as much. Now I was, I was like, God damn, Taker. What the hell? You know, it, I remembered a lot of stuff about the Edge and Vicky Guerrero era. I will forever call it. It was their era. I, sure. Whatever yeah. they called it during that time, no. It was the Edge and Vicky Guerrero era. Whether people want to believe it or not, they were the center of the attention at that time. Yeah. Edge was they getting the- those big matches, main eventing, or either opening it. And I believe those are two top spots on any card whatsoever. The The... Best example, I think, of the nepotism or favoritism that he got was he lost the the WWE Championship in one Elimination Chamber match. And then Vicky announced he was replacing Kofi in the World Heavyweight Championship letter match and won that belt instead. So it's like, oh, God, she did it again. You know, I believe a lot of people thought it was kind of creepy at the beginning, and probably, I think most people probably didn't think it was ever going to work, but... It did? I believe during that time, that's when we tr- saw the true ultimate opportunist like, actually prosper and actually show that grit, sort of, that he so more good. had. Were you into it? Were you riding the wave with this? Were you liking it, or was did they get old sooner or later? Oh, I loved it. I wanted it to continue even further than it could have. I've, Because Vicky Guerrero, everyone knows, I loved her. Excuse me. I loved all of that. I, She was just a phenomenal valet manager, whatever you would like to call her. And when you have two heels that both get major hate and people find annoying, because I'm pretty sure during that time a lot of people found Edge annoying. A lot of people, of course, found Vicky annoying. Everyone finds Vicky annoying, except <laughs> me. She's a lovely lady. But See, but that's where you can separate the character from, from the person. Because, you know, I, I ran into I ran into, she was it was a, you know, backstage thing when I would occasionally do, you know, seat filling or extra work, and I met Vicky, and she was lovely. You know? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. And I remember when she was doing that broken neck thing and it was with The Undertaker. And it's, I think a lot of people actually started to love it when Edge kind of started abandoning her and leaving her for feasts to the other superstars he was feuding with because, like, you can't just lift her out of the wheelchair and toss her out the ring. So if, if Vicky was still in AEW, would you like to see them run it back? Just like maybe for one or two storylines, you know. I'm maybe. hesitant on saying yes because it's AEW. You could see you could see Edge and Vicky against Christian and Nick Wayne's mom. You know. 
I would say yes. Uh, 100% yes. Uh, if it was booked correctly, I would love to see Edge and Vicky run it back at least one or two more reunions because it. I think that was probably one of the true love storylines that kind of drew me into liking certain love storylines. Mm-hmm. Because it kind of said, F you, Lita and Edge. Hello, Lita and Vicky. <laughs> I mean, uh, Edge and Vicky. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Dean. How are you doing today? Good evening, Dean. Thanks for watching again, bud. So the next couple I want to get into, th- they might be a little bit before your time, but I'm sure you've heard of them. Are you familiar with Goldust and his wife, Marlena, a.k.a. Terry Reynolds? I've heard of Terry multiple, multiple times. Yes. So this was another one, maybe maybe a bit of a toxic couple, who knows. But, you know, Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust, you know, marries this woman who was a hairdresser for WCW and also an on-screen talent, you know, Alexander York of the York Foundation. She would come down there with her computer and she would type away. She was, her stable was the, Terry Taylor and her stable was the computerized wrestler of the 90s. This computer would spit out what he was supposed to do next. And it was this giant, like, briefcase-sized laptop computer. And it was brilliant stuff for 1990. But uh, when they both came to the WWF, she became the very phallic cigar-smoking Marlena, the director of Gold Dust. And it was another example of a real couple in wrestling that uh didn't work out so well <laughs> uh so i mean Goldust pushed a lot of gay buttons back then and that was something that that really ired the fans up and marlena just was that snooty bitch so how much of that do you think played into their storyline being so, so so Cecil for a while oh a lot of it you know you have to be that drama queen. Well, I think most people would call uh, Dustin a drama queen a lot uh, due to his character. But, you know, drama draws, as they say. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Terry Reynolds and you put her with Goldust, that's just a match made in hell for drama. And I mean, the fact that Terry went on to manage like the Hardy Boys for a while is hilarious to me. I don't think when I I don't think the Hardy Boys, I don't think Terry Reynolds as their manager, but it did happen. Yeah, and you know, I was reading something earlier from the Sportster, and Dustin Rhodes actually accused his wife Terry of something a while ago that. That she slept with another WWE superstar? They didn't accuse. That's pretty well known that she did. She slept with a couple in an ECW. One of them, none other than Jake the Snake Roberts. I did not hear that one, but I I knew of a couple. But (laughs) which I'm sure Dustin was no saint at that time either. But oh no, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be smart either. One of them, they they have a daughter together who turned out great. You know, it's 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 weird how people could come from marriage like that and turn out because Dakota Reynolds is an awesome person, and I think that Dustin and Terry, separate from them from each other, are good people. 
when they're not on drugs. <laughs> but together, they were just oil and water. And it worked for a while, but ultimately, it ended up being a harbinger to both their careers. You know, uh, you know I 100% doubt that Dustin was, I agreed with you, Dustin wasn't no innocent saint. I'm pretty sure he was looking around backstage as well, because if you're any wrestler, you're hot-headed. You think you're above most people and you can do whatever you want and you seek revenge in the same way, specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I don't know much of the Dustin and Terry because I believe she got released the first time before I was even brought to this lovely, lovely world, yeah. unfortunately. But, you know, I love to read a lot and the things i've read about them are kind of i'd put them almost near with macho and elizabeth almost yeah not quite there self-destructive for sure but they pale in comparison to chris candino and sunny slash tammy sitch the, the oh this never worked this was bad for both their careers from the start, them being together. Tammy slept with who knows how many other wrestlers. The ones she admitted to were a lot. And you know, Chris allowing it to happen made him look like a fool to the other wrestlers. The other wrestlers of that era talk about how, you know, how little they thought of him because he, he knew it was going on and did nothing about it. So, you know. Well, you know, I think in his mindset, his I guess he thought she was the best thing he ever had, and maybe they had some type of agreement before they started dating or something where they can do whatever the, they want, but at the end of the day, they only <laughs> love one person. <laughs> but, well, it depends on who you ask, but yes. Um, I... Uh... I hate using this term because it's very derogatory, but can you turn a hoe into a housewife? I mean. You know, I've seen shirts and uh, kids, if you're watching this, close your ear. Once a hoe, always a hoe. There you and, go. And let's, not, let's not downplay the fact that Tammy Cinch is now doing time for manslaughter. You know, she got drunk, drove a car and killed someone. So, I mean. <laughs> Not a person of great moral character we're talking about in the first place. So, oh, and again, absolutely not. It's not like Chris was innocent in all this. He also used drugs. So, you know, uh, drugs play a, a huge part in a lot of these bad relationships. <laughs> you know, because it seems like none of them, most of these bad relationships have happened before around the time of 04. I think about that quite a bit. And I think most of the talent at that time, they had easy access to those drugs. And yeah. I think a lot of them just weren't, weren't happy at their partner. And most of that time during that time, it was easy to sneak and do whatever you want backstage. Mm-hmm. Compared to nowadays where pretty much anything you do backstage... The dirt sheets report it within minutes. 
it's already on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Reds and everywhere else. You know. Yeah. But so we talked a little bit last week about who at the time was still the undisputed king of wrestling and his queen, Vince and Linda. This is a relationship that I did not know how messed up it was until it came out how messed up it was. <laughs> and I mean, I know they had storylines where, you know, he, you know, medically put Linda in basically in a coma so he could bang Trish. If I don't know if you read about that storyline before your time, I know, but, uh, you know, Vince was always kind of horrible to Linda on screen and it turns out it's horrible to her in life. But the fact that they stayed married and they still are married, even though he slept around and she did who knows what. And he was the person we're finding out he was. I mean, do you think that's them being that generation, them being boomers? Was it them being rich people in Connecticut and can't you just don't divorce? Was it them being Republicans and you just don't divorce? What do you think it was? Rich people in a, in a place where not many people cared about. Connecticut, you don't really... Rich people can easily take over a place that really isn't, like, top quality. Or where most rich people would resign, reside, and you have two rich people in a place where pretty much they can take over the whole whole state if they wanted to <laughs> which they so, tried but yeah sometimes so I, I i guess what you're saying is it was basically a status thing like if they got divorced it hurt their status yes 100 percent. but i mean don't you think what's going on now is hurting both their statuses even more i believe it's not hurting linda's status nor she's her a, bank account her i bank think it looks like a fool don't you think for sticking around for this long you know, I'd, I I 100% think this. I 100% think that Linda McMahon had a separate bank account where whatever money she made went into that separate one. Whatever money Vince McMahon made or spent came out of a private one he had. Because if you think of all rich people, they probably have about 10 bank accounts. Typically, yeah. And they do a lot of snotty sneaky things with at least one or two of those bank accounts you saw what vince mcmahon done but when you look at linda mcmahon she's more the innocent one in all of this as much as we well, know at the surface level yeah we don't, we don't know how deep the iceberg goes but yeah what we've seen it's like boy linda is uh <laughs> she getting she's getting she's not getting looking good here but anyway, okay. Moving on, because we got to get we got to get off the the, the the grosser stuff to something that's kind of equally as gross, but uh, not as gross. Not as gross, but it does have a dark underbelly. Uh, Triple H in China. Okay. Uh, China comes in as Triple H's bodyguard. Um, it's really unclear when they start dating. At least on the surface, I don't think. You know, China is unfortunately passed away, but Triple H never really said when they started dating. It was after she came in, of course, but they did for a number of years, lived together. And then, then a little something happened. We all know what that was. We'll get to that next. But I mean, did you see China and Triple H as a power couple? I know you weren't around, 
But if you look, gone back and watched those videos of her being the heavy for Triple H, and been like, yeah, this works. You know, uh, I've seen many videos and read many things about Triple H in China, but as a power couple, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I believe on TV, yes. But I believe when you have two people of their nature, of their personality that they showed on TV, mm-hmm. I believe behind the curtain, you have two people that just won't be able to match in the long run. Why do you say that? It comes down to the personality that they presented slightly on TV. And you have China who, yeah, she was more of a bodybuilder, Triple H, buff, big dude. Mm -hmm. You call him a a somewhat of a semi-bodybuilder. When you have two people, presumably, in that same sport and of that same interest, it kind of usually doesn't work out in the long run. You're saying it with the power of hindsight, it was doomed from, from the beginning. Oh, yes, it was very doomed. Okay. If it hadn't been for the next person, would it have worked longer when it became Triple H and Steph? So do you think if Stephanie hadn't come in the picture that they would have lasted longer, or was it just it was something was going to happen eventually? It might as well have been Steph. Something was going to happen eventually. Uh, when you look at Triple H, he says he wants to play the game. Mm-hmm. Well, they played the game, unfortunately. <laughs> And but I guess I, Steph won the game. Triple H and Stephanie is, is I think, the the perfect example of life imitating art. Because this was a storyline to start with. Because, you know, uh, Steph was supposed to marry Test. They were in the ring ready to get married. And the evil, nefarious Triple H showed a video that he drugged her at her bachelorette party. <laughs> And took her to the little wedding chapel in Las Vegas, which I did. I know. I know that the Nevada marriage laws are loose. I didn't. I did not know you could marry an unconscious person in Vegas, but I guess I'm wrong. Well, when you think of Vegas and anything that has to do with marriage, I think pretty much anything was illegal at that time. Unfortunately, well, so things have changed though. Now, one of the big knocks, and I, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say I don't think it's accurate. I think there is this is actually this is an actual couple. I think they do love each other. I think they've shown that. Was that Triple H got with Steph for power? How do you comment on that? Uh, I agree. Really? Uh, yes, for the first time in forever. Give me my award. Jared agrees with Christopher Miles, but yes, I do agree. You know. Your Triple H at that time in that year, Stephanie McMahon, who was getting more of her foot into the business and kind of climbing that ladder with Vince and knowing that knowing that Shane was probably eventually going to step away at some point. She was basically the next one in line and Triple H kind of probably saw that and he believed that he had an easy opportunity to climb that ladder by getting through to her, because I'm pretty sure any anybody in that locker room at that time probably thought the same thing. So, so you don't think they're actually a couple? You think this is all just folder all? 
Well, I think now they are, but at that time, I believe it was just for you think, you think the power and status. We're not, we're not noble from the start. You may from the start, he was like, yeah, if I date this chick, I'm going to get power, and then fell in love with her? Yeah. Look, I'll accept it, but I'm... Uh, yeah. Triple H is going to be a big star regardless. Would he be, you know, Triple H? Maybe, I don't know. He pr- pr- almost certainly wouldn't be in the office position he's in. I highly, highly, highly doubt that. But he still would have been a big superstar, I think. He would have been one of the biggest stars of the 90s and 2000s. But he wouldn't be, you know, basically the guy running WWE at this point. Obviously. Do you think he probably would have been released at some point if it if he wasn't with Steph? Everyone gets released. Hulk Hogan got released. I mean... <laughs> I'm talking about released and not brought back. I don't know. Maybe, maybe recently he would have been released eventually, or he would have retired before the cardiac issue. But I think he still would have been a, a big, big star. You know, I think the more his injuries started happening with quads and all of that, I think they probably would have let him go. I mean, yeah, potentially. I can see what you're saying, but you know. I think we're, we're both in agreement that there's no way in hell he's the guy in charge of WWE if not for being married to Steph, right? That is obvious. Yeah, yeah 100%. There's no way this outsider was going to come in and take over the company. So, yeah, that I will give the people, the naysayers of their relationship. Yes, he would not be the guy in charge of WWE. I think he still would have been a big star, though, but that, that's just me. Now, China, after that, after the whole debacle, did rebound a bit because she found a pretty cool storyline with Eddie Guerrero. So, I mean, this to me was the start of the, of the, of the Eddie that became WWE champion of the entertainment Eddie, not just the great wrestler, but the guy that could show us he could act and emote and be funny and be a great wrestler. Cause I mean, this was the first time you heard Latino heat. This was the first time you heard Mamacita and the roses and all that. So if nothing else, I will praise China for a lot of things, but I think my favorite thing about her was that she made Eddie Guerrero come out of his shell. You know, I've I've read lightly on Eddie and China, not very deeply into mm-hmm. it, but I do remember some very small things, mainly towards the end of their slightly split. <laughs> but I believe... A lot of people may hate me for this. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for China, no offense, but Eddie probably wouldn't be as famous as he is now. I don't think Eddie would argue with that. I'm, I'm If he was still around, I don't think he would argue with that. Like I just said, this was the storyline that brought Eddie out of his shell, and it was it made him entertaining. It made him be a sports entertainer. And he, he was always a great wrestler. This let people show, let him show people that he was a great overall entertainer, you know. And a lot of that credit does go to China for for being there and being the sounding board and being the person that ha- it happened with. So yeah, I don't think anybody would be upset by that because I think it's true. You know, some you know some people they don't like the truth, and I. Because, I mean, I see what you're saying, and it almost sounds like a slight against Eddie, but it's not. Because Eddie was great. And this this storyline showed how great he could be. 
Yeah, and you know, China and Eddie, I believe that could have worked for the long run. Really? For a very long time. I believe it could have. Uh, I believe that could have been a new page from like changing the view of what most fans probably viewed relationship storylines during mm-hmm. that time. I believe they had the potential to be the status quo of a relationship storyline on TV as the best, the power couple. Because you look at Eddie, who was still climbing the ladder, trying to be that top guy. You saw China that was making moments. She didn't let whatever the hell happened backstage with Triple H, Stephanie. She didn't let that pretty much stop her at the time. Uh, She rebounded, like you said, to Eddie. Mm -hmm. And that worked. And it could have worked even longer. So do you think Eddie would have been champion sooner if if they started and gone on longer? Would he have been in bigger matches if they hadn't cut it off? Oh, yeah. They he probably would have been main eventing matches left and right. He would have been main eventing the televised shows, the pay per views, mm-hmm. all of so, that. And he was, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that you know what? I can't say that you're wrong. It very well could have happened, but you know, revisionist history. We'll never know. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but you know, I didn't ask you this. What do you think? Outside of Macho and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. do you believe is the top power couple? Oh, Triple H and Stephanie. That's the example. See, you know, if I had a person right here, I would basically tell them, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about with Triple H and Stephanie. They're not a couple. <laughs> Whatsoever. Okay. Far from it. All right. I mean, you're wrong, but... You know, there's another couple that I think we should touch on right, a little ahead. bit. Uh, it kind of fell out into a real-life drama that pretty much the whole world knows about now. Mm-hmm. It includes Lita. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Edge. And the biggest douchebag on the planet, Matthew freaking Hardy. What's what's your beef with Matt Hardy? He just sucks. I'm you're sorry. Said, you said this so much. Your your hate for Matt Hardy, who I think is a phenomenal talent. I would take Matt over Jeff any day. Oh no, Matt Hardy has a, he's the worser Hardy. Josh Summer says Lita and Edge was a great power couple. Yeah, because they destroyed a man's life. I mean, damn. <laughs> So, I mean, okay, for those that don't know, and if you're watching the show and you don't know, who are you? Matt Hardy and Lita were in real life dating. Uh, Matt got hurt. Lita stayed on the road because she's a worker. And Lita started hooking up with one of Matt's best friends, Edge. And, oh boy. I will tell you what a smarky, you know, early, late teens, early 20s person I was when this was going on. Raw came to St. Louis, and Edge and Lita came out, all right, to cut a promo. And me and my friends all turned And the heel Lita began. Yes. We all turned our backs and threw up the Matt Hardy V1. Like, 
no, no, we don't approve of this. This is wrong and bad. But, I mean, the whole reason Matt Hardy got cut the first time he got cut was because he voiced his frustration that this was happening. He's like, oh, this is happening. I'm being cheated on by my girlfriend with another with another WWE superstar. And, you know, Vince and the Pirates of B didn't like that, and they cut him. But this is one of the, the first times the internet got involved. Matt had such a love from the IWC and the fans online that they brought him back to work this storyline. To work a storyline with his ex-girlfriend and the guy she cheated with. Jeremy Carp said, hell, I was about 10. I am so old. But regardless <laughs> of that fact, so I'll ask you this, Jared. You've been known to get in the ring. You've wrestled a match or two. Could you work a storyline for the right money with an ex that cheated on the guy you're working against? Could you do that? Or were you like, no, that's that's beyond me? You know, it would definitely depend on the figure amount that I would be getting paid. It would definitely have to be more than a salary paycheck. Mm-hmm. I would want something what Brock Lesnar would be getting paid to do that. Because, you know, if you had Matt Hardy had that real heat, that frustration fire, I'm pretty sure if he wanted to take out edge and toss him into the river and push a boat that an electric boat he would have done that it would have probably if it wasn't the right amount it would more than likely turn into a shoot fight in the ring but that's gonna ruin. if you shoot on somebody in the ring you know what that does we've seen what happens able to do that <laughs> yeah but it's like it has to be the right amount give me that brock lesnar paycheck Give me that paycheck per an appearance, per match. Uh, give me that Brock Lesnar schedule. And give me a contract that has, like, you can't fire me. Then I would do it. Where, where I'm completely on I'll do what I will not go over. I will not politic backstage like most people did during that time. <laughs> but... I'm guessing in this love triangle, you're hardcore on the side of Edge and Lita, even though cheating was involved. Oh, 100%, you know? The rated R superstar. For Matt Hardy for some reason. Screw Matt Hardy. Yeah. Big Matt Hardy fan. You know what? Big Edge fan. Because you know what? Edge and Hardy reconciled. Years later, they're they're really good friends again. Even Lita is friends with both of them still. So it's like, it all worked out in the end, so I guess it's fine. But man, that, that left a bad taste in my mouth for Edge for a little while. So, But I don't know. But you know, go ahead. they didn't call him the rated R superstar for nothing. You know, if it wasn't for <laughs> Edge, if it wasn't for whatever happened with Edge and Lita, I guaranteed you, I guarantee you, Matt Hardy would have still been a nobody at that time. Would what? Edge who he is without this? Because this oh, yes. has career. Yes, one hundred percent. Because you're looking at Edge. Fast forward. Look at what happened with him and Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, because of what happened with him and Lita. I'm not sure that Edge is the superstar he has a day without this storyline. Vince McMahon loved Edge. So, I say... On speed down, you asked him what? I mean, how do you know this? You know, it, it, pretty sh- it shows pretty clearly how he booked Edge over the years. <laughs> he huh. loved Edge, the only non-beefy, meaty, sweaty guy. 
<laughs> so you want to do you want to stay on the topic of love triangles or do you want to move on to a, a regular couple because i have a whole other list here of triangles and couples so what do you want to do next regular let's couple do, or triangle? let's do one more love triangle mark marrow sable and brock lesnar ladies and gentlemen so people say i mean mark marrow johnny v bad and wcw is having a pretty good career decent career mick carter you know, TV champion, WCW, IC champion, WWE, brings in his wife, who originally was one of Triple H's valets. And uh, Jeremy, uh-oh, he knows this story. Uh, brings her in, and it she gets over huge. Gets over more than he does. So they start doing the jealous husband storyline. Like, they had her come out in a potato sack one time because he was so jealous of people, you know, cheering her body and stuff like that. Eventually leads to the end of their marriage. Just she becomes too famous and he becomes more relevant. And she and he finds out that she's cheating. Now, mind you, mind you, mind you, this is not Matt Hardy, Lita cheating. They weren't they weren't they were no longer living together. They had separated. Uh they were heading for divorce. The marriage is over. Mark says that. Rena Sable says that. So this is not really cheating in my opinion. But he finds out that he's that she is dating Brock Lesnar. And he's just, he decides, probably for the better good, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that one go. It's Brock Lesnar. It's fine. It's fine. It's Brock Lesnar. He'll kill me. So so I mean, did you start did you go back and look at any Mark Merrow and Sable stuff and see like how he was popular and then he wasn't when Sable became so huge? You know, I remember reading and looking at it very briefly. Uh, the only reason I know of it, because I'm a major fan of Mark Merrow's career after wrestling. One of the best motivational speakers you'll see out there on the circuit right now. Dude does a great performance. You know, if you if your school or your organization needs someone to come and speak to them, Mark Merrow is one of the best guys you can get. Oh, 100%. And just because of that, that's when I read briefly about what happened. And, you know, I don't, I agree with you. I don't see it as cheating. They were already kind of separated. Marriage was pretty much done for them. But you still when have you, to. When you find out that your estranged wife is banging a coworker, it does probably still sting a little bit. Oh, 100% it'd sting a little bit. Uh, the Mastro said, Okay, I have a genuine question. Is it true Sable had it in her contract to where she didn't have to take bumps? I'm pretty sure it's true, but I just have to check. LOL. Um, I don't think she, had, she didn't take bumps. Uh, there was limited physicality in her contract, if I recall correctly. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just going off what I remember reading on the internet. Like, she couldn't be thrown around or slammed she did take bumps but i know at least in her first go around she she did wrestle matches and did take bumps so now uh i'm sure later years it was extended even more but yeah she took bumps in her first in her first run so i would say yeah that that it, it wasn't in there but there was lim limited physicality like there's only so much she was willing to do so there's that uh, he follows up with no tombstone power drivers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, can't do that. 
Um, I think it was somebody who, like, you know, she, she worked a lot with Mark. A lot of her physicality was with Mark and or uh, Luna Vachon, two people that, one, Vince trusted, and two, the, the community trusted. I mean, Luna was one of the best female wrestlers of the, the era, and Mark was her husband. So, you know, it's very difficult, not really difficult, but Sable, I think a lot of people remember her more with Brock rather than Mark, honestly. No, no, because we don't really see her with, 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 with Brock. She's been at home for the, yeah, for the, I think she'll be remembered as, you know, a solo superstar herself. And then secondly, with Mark Marinoff. I don't think so. Uh, I just 100% believe anytime people think of Sable, mm -hmm. they forget that Mark Merrill ever existed with her. Okay, I'll put it this way. Maybe fans your age do that because you weren't there for it and how big it was at the time. People my age, a little younger, a little older, Sable and Mark Merrill were, were interlocked. They were a huge part of the Attitude Era. Sure. All right, so let's talk about, uh, uh, we touched on it earlier, but one of the more funny relationships in wrestling, sexual chocolate Mark Henry and Mae Young. <laughs> it's still referenced in wrestling today because Mae Young somehow gave birth to a hand out of this situation. You know, the Attitude Era, folks. Playing a relationship for ha-ha's because you have the the sexual deviant, the the sexual compulsive Mark Henry and the old lady, the grandma Mae Young. So I mean, what do you remember? Remember about clips of this and watching this? Oh, you know, usually on my free time, I love going back watching older WWE videos and just looking at these storylines with Mark Henry and Mae Young. It makes me laugh quite a bit. Uh, they they just work so well together, especially as she got a little bit more older. It became a lot more funnier. Uh, he, he still took bumps. I mean, remember Bubba bombing her off the stage at like 84, 85? Yeah, and you know, I one of the most recent ones that I've watched was when it was Mae Young with uh, May Young with JBL mm -hmm. and Ron Simmons, yes. Uh, and you know, it was just funny watching them get drunk. She was pregnant, and <laughs> they were giving her alcohol. And the the classic Baruch line, one bearing her, baby. Yeah, it is. Just that whole entire storyline to this day, I guarantee you it'll make a non-fan laugh. It'll make any fan laugh, no matter what age. If I laughed at it, I'm pretty sure anyone in my generation would laugh at it. <laughs> okay. All right. Eh. And I call that the pillar of wrestling storyline relationships. Yeah, I was more a fan of Val Venus and the, the uh, Yamaguchi. Because, I mean, they almost chopped the dude's dick off for this. I mean, come on. <laughs> Meet Chubby Chubby, your PP. I mean, come on. That is the top of comedy storylines for, for relationships. But, 
but you know, I'll let you have your moment in the sun. <laughs> okay. So moving on to our next thing is why does Vince McMahon or why did Vince hate the fact that Rusev and Lana were together? You know, it's pretty simple. You have a hot he lady <laughs> with a hairy caveman. So he, so so he has storylines where she's with Bobby Lashley, Dolph Ziggler. I mean, why? When you look at it, Bobby, beefy, in shape, Dolph Ziggler, in shape, blonde hair, blue eyes, Rusev, beefy and hairy. Beefy is still in shape. The dude was a tank. Ronan Warner, if you remember. But, but this is another example of the IWC not having it. Because they booed the shit out of Bobby and, and Lana. They booed the shit out of Dolph and Lana. Or Summer Ray and Rusev, for that matter. You know, they wanted, you know, Lana and Rusev. You know, Lana is the best. Lana number one. But... But, I mean, if if the people want it so bad, why was Vince and Creative so opposed just, just letting Rusev and Lana be on camera together? I think kind of toward that time is when Vince McMahon was flipping the switch, kind of wanting to push out real-life relationships and keeping it off screen, sort of. Okay. Uh, I think mainly for the fact that he, poss as I stated earlier, he possibly started to think that putting people's real-life relationship on the screen was possibly causing more issues at home because now they're having to put their love out in front of millions of fans in the mm -hmm. middle of the ring. So... I think that's just the reason he wanted to push away from real life relationships on screen. Okay. So that's fair. But on the other side of the coin, AEW likes to exploit that a little bit. And that would be our next situation to talk about. And one of I mean, this guy is, is not very popular amongst the IWC. I think he's over in with casuals, but Sammy Guevara, your favorite person in the world. My favorite wrestler in the entire world. Sarcasm, folks. And, and it's not sarcasm. <laughs> Ty Mello Ty Conti. Uh, this one was born. Yeah, this one was born a little of a hmm situation. Because you remember, you know, Sammy proposed to his long-term girlfriend. I think it was Pam. Yep. In the ring. And then a couple of months later, he's with Ty out of nowhere, even though he dated Pam for years, I believe. So do you think there was some nefarious means there for them to get together? Or did that relationship run its course and Ty was there? You know, I've been a big Sammy Guevara fan since he's been on the independent scene. I remember the first time I saw Sammy is when he came out to an indie show with that freaking panda hat on and, <laughs> and you know i always watched his vlogs and i remember when the rumors of the iwc started basically saying oh he's cheating with tay conti because tay started showing up in his vlogs like mm -hmm. every single vlog 
And then you kind of started seeing a decrease of Pam in his vlogs. And mm -hmm. just those rumors started, and then out of nowhere, she's gone. She's out the picture. Take yeah. Conti is boom. She's around there. Sammy. Yeah. And do I believe there was some things happening behind the scenes? I will one hundred percent say this: cheating, no. Flirting, absolutely. Okay. And I believe the flirting got to Sammy's head, and he liked Brazil. Uh, who doesn't? But, you know, moving on from that to a couple of that, really, I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about, other than that they're obnoxiously in love, and that's Mike and Maria Bennett, or Mike Bennett and Maria Canales. I've met both these people. They're both awesome, very friendly to me, very kind. And I think they might be an example of a rushing relationship that has actually worked. <laughs> what do you think? I just find them both annoying on TV. They just talk a lot on TV. And, you know, Mike and Maria Canellis, I believe WWE flopped on them quite a bit on the WWE side. And I also believe same thing on the AEW side. I remember them doing some type of pregnancy storyline live on TV and then Maria winning the 24-7 champion. Having her be the more dominant, uh, if you're into that type of stuff, having her be the more dominant on live TV and basically making Mike that secondary little kid, if you want to say, on TV then you just kind of saw them both just disappear from WWE, and then you saw them disappear off of AEW, but you still see Maria Kanellis quite a bit, but I just found what they do weird. With Did that play into the whole Vince hates little guys thing, you think? Is that why he had him be basically a cuck in the storyline? Yes, 100%. <laughs> So, I mean, Maria was the first pregnant person to ever win a championship in WWE. You got to give her that. No. Yeah, I will agree, though, that, that I think... I think if they had come in together the first time... Because Maria, if you recall, Maria had a run in WWE before she met Mike. She met Mike in Ring of Honor. I think if they had come in together, if she wasn't already an established star in WWE before Mike Bennett came in, that the run would have been better. I think they tried to push Maria because people knew they they think oh people know her. You know Maria is the bigger talent at least in Vince's eyes, considering that he had him take her last name when they came along. But uh, yeah, big fan of both talents. I think they both are great. I think they're both a good couple. I think they're good parents, and I think maybe they, like I said they should be the example of uh, a proper wrestling couple. But you know. I feel like I believe if this is a long shot, you're <laughs> going to disagree with me on this one. I can already tell you this. If Mike wasn't around Maria on TV, she would have had another title run. And she would have probably been more successful than Mike on TV. 
And I Mike think... would have got lost in the shuttle. He did get lost in the shuttle. Hey, Maria stayed relevant like she is staying a little bit more relevant in AEW on ROH. Uh, I, I would argue that Bennett is very, you know, being part of the Undisputed Kingdom. He is? Mm-hmm. And having a, he had a great run on the Indies post WWE, so you know again I'm big fans of both talents. I think they're both good for each other. Uh, if they kept them separate on TV, I think it would have benefited both of them maybe initially, and then brought them together before they came in. But I mean, when you're playing, when your whole gimmick is that you know your wife is is you know either the boss or everything. I mean, I, I recall when he was in the, the Greatest Royal Rumble. And he walked down the ring holding hands with the air because she wasn't there. And like <laughs> that, that's 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 stupid. <laughs> yeah, a little bit weird per se. Just a lot bit. Yeah. All right, so I've I've got two more that I want to talk about. I thought they were pretty good, decent big ones. Uh John Cena slash Daniel Bryan and the Bella Twins. So uh, one of them flamed out in public, and one of them is still going strong to this day. So I guess I asked first, do you think that John Cena was actually into Nikki Bella, or was it just like, hey, it's a storyline? I believe John Cena was into Nikki Bella to a certain point. Uh, I believe he started not being into her when Total Divas started. And when you know, he, every, what was it? When basically he became the villain of the show a little bit, kind of. That and kind of when his personal life started being put out on TV. Yeah. Because everyone knew John Cena. His life outside of the ring was private. The only thing that was public is him doing Make-A-Wish and his love for cars. Yes. But anything that happened at home? I would think most fans did not know that he was divorced. Or that he was even married for that matter. Yeah. So He's a very private person, which I get it. That's hard to be when you're that famous. But I think, yeah, maybe initially there was some... I think there was a genuine love and attraction there, but I think it just kind of fizzled out like it does sometimes. Yeah, I believe John Cena, when he was in love with her, I don't think he was in love with her to have their love put out on the world for the world to see how he shows his love. And the other half of that coin is the still married couple of, you know, Brie, uh, um, Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Um, what an odd couple that turned out to be, you know, the little here, the little Harry Woodsman and the supermodel. <laughs> oh, Brie and Brian, the two health freaks, farming, <laughs> garden, compost, yeah. uh, Whatever you want to call them, uh, I think that's the most oddest and weirdest couple that I don't think many people expected to be still together in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think more people probably expected Cena and Nikki, but 
you know, they made it work somehow, and whatever they're doing, they need to spread that to some other wrestling couples. I, I, you know, I, I'm waiting for the day, you know. Oh, 15 God. Years Your best friend. Oh, what? Benjamin Trust said, Dweeb. Ben, why are you calling yourself a dweeb? That's not nice. Be nice to yourself. But anyway, I'm waiting down the line 15 years or so from now when Brian Danielson and and uh, Brie Bella's daughter wrestles Miz and Maurice's daughter at WrestleMania 55. You know, that'll be great. You know, I think when it comes to a lot of the on-screen wrestling love couples and off-screen, I think who's probably done it the best. Mm-hmm. I'd give it to Brie and Brian. Uh, they... No. No drama. Say out oh, of the headlines. They've had drama, but I just think they've kept, even with Total Divas and Total Bellas or whatever show they had, they did still keep a lot of the stuff hidden <laughs> low key on the side. Okay. I've said what I think is the best for last. Are you ready for this, Miss Mr. Jared? Let's go for it. Let's talk about AJ Lee and half the goddamn roster. So, <laughs> I mean, Ooh. did this bode well? I mean, AJ was with, was involved with Punk, with Brian Danielson, with Dolph Ziggler, with John Cena. And it was it was like, does this really make her look the best? Because she was she is a phenomenal person. Was a phenomenal wrestler. She was very, very talented, very, very good at what she did. But it was like, why are we making her be the hoe? I mean, you know, I will say this. It worked for AJ Lee because uh, ultimately it turned her into this phenomenal women's wrestler that said, oh, like- yeah, pretty much. It said, oh. You pretty much you slept with ninety percent of the roster, but now watch me dominate the men's roster. I mean the women's roster. (laughs) But I think you know the the culmination, the 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 best part of the storyline is you know Raw one. I think was I think was Raw one thousand, where uh uh, she was going to get married to Brian Danielson, and she ended up leaving him or at the altar, leaving him there to become the GM of Raw. Which was like, screw you! I want power. Not in the like, okay. That's that's a better storyline to me. I was actually at that rock because it was in St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. and I think that was the last time I saw AJ Lee live. No, mm-hmm. it, that would be at Survivor Series 2015. I 2015, 13, whichever one. Uh, it was Living when to, she lost her title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. But AJ Lee, I'd say, is probably would go down in history as one of the most interesting love females out there. That switches from Kane, out of all people, Brian, CM Punk, yeah, Ziggler. Uh, even saw Nikki Bella place her lips on AJ yeah. Lee. 
No, that was Brie Bella. <laughs> People uh, still expect her to come back to this date. I mean, it was rumored she was going to be in the, in the in the Rumble this year. Um, that doesn't. I don't know, but I, I think she she left a mark for sure. Oh, one hundred percent. She left her mark on multiple, multiple, multiple men. <laughs> and, well, and, and, the and the, don't nothing. Yeah. Don't be that guy. In the business, there we go. Uh, but you know, AJ Lee, phenomenal talent in and out of the ring, phenomenal heart. If you've never met her outside the ring, she is phenomenal. She's her a book, great author. Her, her book is amazing. If you've not read Crazy as My Superpower, please do so. It's great. Yeah, and you know, I have one last question for you, Miles, and this is going to either get you hated or loved. Spit it out, genius. So we've been talking about mainstream love and wrestling. Yes. Who is your favorite independent love couple and your favorite mainstream love couple? Okay, independent. Um, mm, mm. <laughs> you know what? As much as much as he's an asshole, Ben and Amanda, I got to give it to him. They are great together, on and off screen. So, uh, how about your mainstream? Uh, I guess I, I, I'd have to go with pro- maybe because you know we talk about AJ ending up with Punk. Those two people that just found each other. So maybe Punk and AJ Lee would be one that I'd be like, hey, two people who needed someone found someone. So that makes me happy. Okay. And, you know, on my side of things, my favorite local love couple, I'd give it to the current pro wrestling epic women's champion, Riley Knox, and the mafia, who I call the mafia boss, uh, Mr. Nick Natural. She and- come to- one day and realize because she is a good person. She just says this for the fans, and yet she's still with this guy and in this group. I, I don't understand it. Hey, you know, he has a heart. Believe it or not, he has a heart. Just not I, for music because nobody else does. <laughs> I see his heart. You know, Nick. Nick's amazing mafia. You know, he takes out those that poses as a threat. But uh-huh. on my mainstream type of stuff, you know, I'd give it to Anna J and Jack Perry. Really? A couple, yeah, a couple you don't hear about. Yeah. The reason why I choose them is because you don't hear much about them. That means there's not much to say about them. I mean, okay. I guess, I guess if. <laughs> Lack of news is good news, I suppose. But I think it's time. Oh, what do we got here? Ah, this yes. is the link. For- the link for our lovely, lovely T-shirts, right? Yes, our pro wrestling tees. Matt, if you buy before tomorrow, if you're watching the show live before Prez's Day on Monday, you can get fifteen percent up by using code Prez twenty four P R E Z twenty four. Prowrestlingtees.com slash Christopher Miles. Buy your Kutra Miles shirts, your Jared Shannon shirts, your I-70 Sports Media shirts, your IWW shirts themselves. And you know what? Just buy a shirt. Give us some money. We need it, man. The show's, the yeah. show's We do it for you. you. 
Yeah, you never know if me and Miles wants to run for president of the wrestling club. If that existed, sure. And you can also join. Now, there's no winners to announce this week, but you can join the issue the wrestling presents the wrestling guessing game. It's a special Facebook group. Join that. Pick all the winners of every WWE, AEW, TNA, uh, all the major promotions in the, in the country and the world, NJPW. You know, like I got the shirt on right here. And pick, and we'll shout you out on the show. We'll uh, put your name on our Facebook page. It's gonna be, it's a great time. And you can always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram at iww underscore podcast. You can follow me at one underscore two underscore three miles on Twitter and Instagram. And Jared, why don't you give out your socials real quick? You know, the only social media I'll ever give out is you could follow my Instagram at J-A-Y-R-E-D-444 on Instagram. If you follow my Facebook, I'll call Christopher Miles and say, Stranger Danger. <laughs> and folks, this is my last week in Atlanta. I'm ready to go home. But next week, we'll be back in my studio having some fun. We're not telling you our topic yet, but it'll be a good one. But until then, for Jared Shannon, I'm Christopher Miles, and we've got issues with wrestling. <laughs>